This is Heavy Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the New Orleans Saints. And the Redskins' biggest victory since 2005? This and much, much more live with Aaron and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, John? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? Excellent. There it is. Welcome, everybody. Harry Hog Football, episode number... What is it, episode number? 398? 398. 3 Araco. So, I saw him playing on Thursday night in those uh, powder blue uniforms in Tennessee. Did you now? You know, the Nashville Knicks. The Nashville Knicks. They should have named them that. Yeah, they should have. Anyway. Um, in any event. Welcome to 398, peeps. Um, Josh. Josh is missing again. You know why? I know why. Why? Because his favorite team lost last weekend. Oh, the Saints, yeah. The Saints. I think he's heartbroken. When the Saints didn't go marching in. That's right. His his clandestine favorite team. <laughs> Wait, who dad or who I still can't remember. Are they who dad or who day? I don't know. Is it I who think, dad or who day? I think it's who dat. I, think, I don't know. I think Doesn't it matter. Be. Who dat lost. Who day lost. Whichever one it is. The hell. Whatever. I think they it lost. might be who day. <laughs> I'm not quite sure though. Sometimes I think that they're not quite sure either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the episode number 398 in which we talk about this debacle, but on the other side, not from us. Yeah, a reverse debacle. How about that? And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got a lot to talk about on this episode. And it has been brought to our attention that for the last couple of weeks, iTunes has not updated the uh, podcast feed. That was Josh's job. So we're not sure Josh was going to check into what was going on, and I don't think he did it. So um, for the meantime, you can stream this. Well, if I'm saying this, I guess they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should tweet it out, I guess. Yeah. But anyway, until further notice, just go to the website and stream it from there, I guess. Yes, sir. Um. Anyway. Uh, Thank yeah, our benevolent sponsor, dude. Yeah, Desmond C. Lee. You can tweet at him at Desmond C. Lee 2 on Twitter because Desmond C. Lee 1 was hacked. Um, and, um, and we have another sponsor. Um, we got our, our monthly payment from Mr. Miller. Devin? Devin. Thank, thank you. you for thank you for your monthly contribution, Harry Hog Football. Yep. We appreciate it. <laughs> and um, let me see. But, dude, where are we going to start out on this game? I want to start out with the bad stuff. <laughs> Which, the very beginning of the game could not have started <laughs> worse, in my opinion. Um, how do I say it, dude? Uh, what's his name? Rashad Ross. Rashad Ross was the Amendola of the week. He takes the uh, takes the uh, kickoff and runs back and forth laterally across the field. Oh no! I thought you were talking about that dude from the Saints. What? That guy from the Saints that scored like the two touchdowns against us? You're talking about Ross, our guy on the very opening. I'm kickoff. talking about yeah, the very dude. beginning of the game, how we started it. 
Talking about drawing a line in the sand. Dude, he caught the ball at, like, the goal line, which, first <laughs> yeah. of all, he was standing, like, way back in the end zone. All right? And he knew we were going up against Cobra Kai, who can't even kick it that deep. And, um, you know, he caught the ball and ran back and forth at least 100 yards sideways before he got tackled at the four. Yeah, and we had a holding or a block in the back or something yeah. on that. Yeah, so that brought it back even further. Yeah. Way to go, dude. We're looking for people to cut for next year. I think we can start with him. Yeah, I mean, I had high hopes for him from the preseason. He did pretty well, but that was like Antoine Randall-L on that play. So anyway, that was the bad stuff, and then we're, we start off the game like that, and I'm like, oh, man, this game is not looking good already. And then we proceeded to go in like a 96-yard opening drive. Yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. It was like, that sucked, and you're just like, oh, boy. We're going to lose to the Saints, who are one of the worst teams in football this year. Dude, and uh, supposedly that was our longest scoring drive in 15 years. I remember reading that or hearing that during the game because they just started spouting off all these uh, statistics and records that we were breaking of our history. And when I heard that, I was like, that's impossible. We must have had a longer drive than that. Dude, they were comparing that first half as our best first half since what I, I believe is the best half in Redskins history and when I get depressed about how bad the team is sometimes I go back and watch this half and I'm talking about Super Bowl 22 that's right when we went down an early 10 nothing and then just scorched the Broncos the rest just of the tore game. them up really second quarter oh the second quarter one quarter was was it yeah really I mean, if although you only we look had at the, the quarter dude the quarter we got scorched in the first quarter and then we just were like uh dude it's time to play some football well, and again, people want signature catches from Art Monk. He caught it. Uh, he caught a uh, game-saving signature catch on like I can never remember what it is. It was like fourth and twenty-four or something. It was something we had to have. Anyway, enough so, about yeah. the past. But anyway, yesterday or last week's game, we had. Uh, <laughs> well, let me see. We had three hundred ninety-four yards of offense in the first half last week. And that compares to 419 in that awesome Super Bowl game. Yeah, that's not bad. Not bad. Especially a, for a quarterback that's pretty, well, just runs the system, so to speak. But even on that, dude, Deshaun Jackson came in. First actually, throw to him was like 40-some yards. Yeah, I mean, not he only, bad. He only had like one other catch where that he looked like he might have gotten injured on. But still, he turned on the Jets on that play, so we're going to need him to come up big this week. Again. Against John's favorite quarterback down there in Carolina. Man, I hate Cam Newton. He's a son of a preacher, man. So, Snake oil salesman, preacher, man. Someone tweeted at us a little bit ago and asked us if we were going to that game, but I was banned from the stadium there in Carolina. Aaron was very upset during that game. Um, And that was because the Panthers blocked one of our own guys into our own punter, right? Yeah, which apparently isn't illegal. And yeah. I, and I at the time thought it was, or I still think it should be. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> I was pretty upset, and yeah. was. Um, that was a bit of a debacle of a trip. That was, deba- that was a debacle. And yeah. we had to, like, tailgate inside some parking garage. Right. <laughs> and then Josh wanted us to carry, like, the cooler of beer to wherever he was, where his parking pass was. And which we were, like, was right by the stadium. Yeah, we were like, we're not carrying this all the way up there. Yeah. Anyway, it was a debacle, but 
Whatever. Whatever. Hopefully we're going to get revenge for that game on Sunday. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, who knows what can happen? Like, this team, one week they play really, really, really horribly, and then the next week they play pretty decent. But I will say over the last three weeks, I feel like consistently um, the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, has been gaining some traction and, like, building upon the week before. Even in that loss to uh, the Patriots, he played pretty well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, that's a good sign. Yeah. We actually got the running game going this week. That was an even better sign. Remember, I called that Alfred Morris was going to have at least 15 carries for close to 100 yards. I didn't say he was going to go over 100, but I said he was going to have a pretty good game. <laughs> you did. And he did, so I called that. Well, Kirk Cousins was was fantastic in this game, but we do have to remember it was against the Saints, and their defense is, is atrocious. As we saw. But there were some really slick plays in that game. I called it. (laughs) What's that, Josh? I called it. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't don't know if you called it. (laughs) I called it. Oh, man. Oh, man. Dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Pause. Anyway. Oh, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, Alfred. And then uh, what? Uh, 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 the other half of the two-headed dragon. What do they call him now? Mo. What are they calling Joe. him Mojo. Mojo. Joe had. Um, <laughs> he had that that long, like seventy-eight yard touchdown screen pass catch, right? That screen pass was fantastic because you could see he had the patience to wait. Yeah. The two guys that pulled, which were uh, Licorice and I think it was Licorice and Scherf. That pulled on that play or went out to block on that play. I guess they didn't really pull. Um, yeah, they ran out there and maybe it was Trent Williams going that way. I can't remember. But there were two linemen out there. I know. I know. Sheriff was one of them, and they hit their blocks perfectly. And and Jones was just all patient, waiting to get through. And he's just waiting, and, and he made a, a couple of cuts. I mean, everything on that play worked perfectly. He had the patience. The blocks were all made when they should have been made. It was great. Oh, it was brilliant. I mean, it's like you said, their defense with the the uh, the former Cowboys defensive coordinator Ryan, who may have been fired this week for all. He did. We got we got Buddy Ryan's fat son fired. He got fired. He got fired. Oh, I was gonna say if I was a Saints fan, there I would have been calling for that because that was just a debacle. You know they're pissed off, the Saints fans. You know this whole week they've been like, and we lost to the damn Redskins. Oh, I know. Again, because they lost two years ago when we played them, right? For the RG3, for the Griffining picture. 2012, it was the first game of the year, and they were supposed to be so awesome. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we beat them in the first game on that long pass. Yeah, so... Yeah, anyway. um... Griffining. How long ago that feels. But anyway, if if we can, I don't I don't mean to jump forward before we finish talking about this game, but it was such a great game. Now that I'm thinking about it, we are in second place right now. We are. Everyone else for my <laughs> birth. It was my birthday on Monday, so for my birthday, the Redskins destroyed the Saints, and then in the last minute, the Cowboys lost, and then in the last minute, the Eagles lost, and then. I was about to go to bed, and I saw that the um, 
the Giants looked like they might actually win. They were playing pretty well. I think it was the third quarter, and I was like, man, I'm turning this off. And then you texted me and said they lost, but I don't know what happened. I can't remember what happened, but I know they lost. So <laughs> so that was the best-case scenario for us. So now it's like, you know, we're in second place, a half game up. Not even a half game up, a tiebreaker up on the Eagles for second place. Right. And I saw an article this week. If you look at the strength of schedule based on teams' records right now, the Redskins by far in our division have the easiest schedule left. Oh, man, that's that's a curse right there. Yeah, but the Cowboys <laughs> have the hardest. <laughs> Good, that's because they're finally getting Romo back, and they got – you totally said it, too, because I couldn't see the end of the Cowboys game, but you said that uh, – what's his face? The criminal. Which criminal? The wide receiver. What's his name? Des Bryant? Yeah, Des Bryant. You said that he didn't even try to catch that pass. He just started bitching about wanting a flag for pass interference in the end zone. Oh, yeah, dude. And there were people like, I've seen it on ESPN, where people were like, you got to try for that ball. What's the matter with you? At least try for it if you're going to ask for a flag. Didn't even try. I bet the ref was like the same way. Like, dude, you didn't even try for that ball. Yeah, I bet. I would have said that. So how could they interfere with you if you're not trying? They can't. You weren't trying to do anything, so you can't be interfered with. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were trying to catch it, then maybe you could have been interfered with. Yeah, and he wasn't even trying. No, he wasn't. Typical. He was waiting for his little friend to come back this week. Maybe he'll try for him. Or maybe he won't because they're 2-7. and seven. You never know. <laughs> anyway, enough about those good, those guys over there in Dallas. Yeah, all three of them lost. Happy birthday late, by the way, for the podcast. Oh, thanks, dude. And uh, that was a nice uh, pre-birthday victory, I would say. Oh, yeah, it was the best one I've seen in, what, 15 years? They dude, we had a pick for a touchdown. We had a pick six. We could have broke 50 points, and, of course, Josh was calling for us to go for it and run up the score. I know. Right when you and I were saying, man, we're, we're just being classy and we're just going to run the clock out here, Josh was like, pile it on! Yeah, I was like, dude, we're not playing the Patriots. <laughs> If we were playing the Patriots, I would have been like, go for it. Because they would. Anyway, enough about those guys, too. Yeah, they would and they have. Yeah. And then they'd kick an onside kick after they did it. <laughs> anyway. Um, let's talk more about the uh, the game there. There were yeah. the, the only, there was like, what, two long plays to, uh, what's his face? What's the Cooks, Brandon Cooks. That's his name, that receiver, the Amendola of the week. Oh, yeah. But it looked like it was going to be a shootout, you know? And I was all worried. I was like, oh, man, they stopped us. So we're kind of turning it over to their advantage for who's yeah. going to score last. And then all of a sudden our defense stepped up. Hardcore. Yeah. We even had a pick Who got the pick six? Um, Golston? Yeah, dude. I mean, shocker! And Perry Riley made that extremely athletic one-handed snag. Yeah, he had his dicks gloves on. He had to have had his dicks gloves on. And after all of us were, we were ragging the hell out of him last podcast. He had a good game. He had a couple pass defenses on this because he heard everyone. He heard the footsteps, and everyone's been dogging him for his awful pass defense. I don't know either. He, I mean, he was going up against one of the best passers in the league. It's not like he was playing against uh, Mark Sanchez throwing the ball out there. <laughs> Dirty. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. So, I mean, he and stepped it up, but... 
What is up with the run defense? Our run, our run defense. I don't know. How many yards it's, did we give up on the on the run? Let's see if I can find that. I think I've got that. I don't know, I but do it seems know. like when teams run it, they always get at least like five yards. Yeah, and they always uh, what did we? What did I see that we were? Oh, we, we were thirtieth in the league in run defense. We're almost last in run defense. Dude, was this the game where we had the huge stop on fourth down? It was this week, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. With like Chet getting in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Chet had a good game, and then we Chet and who was it that had that sandwich sack? Where they stuffed up Breeze like the middle of an Oreo cookie. Wasn't Paia in on that? He's had a couple of good hits in the last few weeks. He's had a couple of good games too. Yeah, I can't remember. No, that's the downside about us like waiting until Saturday to do the podcast. But we're so busy, it's hard to. It's hard to find time, especially for Josh. Yeah, it was Trent Murphy and Chris Baker that had the sack. After oh, okay. we were dogging on Trent Murphy too, but then again, you know, the Saints' offensive line is not good. Their defense is terrible. I don't want to put too much stock in this. It's like, yay, celebrate, woo! Yeah, we won the game, but let's not put too much stock into the into that game. But you can look at some individual performance. Like Cousins yeah. had a Cousins. perfect, perfect passer rating. Perfect passer rating on that antiquated pass rating scale. Of- 183, 158.3. And part of that is because they didn't have to deal with the other team greasing the balls like the week before. That's true. I don't believe there are any grease balls in this game. So we didn't have to, you know, we were at our own stadium. You didn't have to worry about greasy balls. Yeah, like the Patriots when they put that Crisco on the ball right before they throw it into the ref. Yellow cake. So we didn't have any drops that I remember. I, didn't I don't think so. Nothing that stood out like us dropping every every damn ball in the game against the Patriots. No, I mean, the offense was, you didn't see anything really stupid. No, no. Licorice had Licor- himself. Oh, licorice <laughs> needs to hike the f- ball straight. <laughs> well, every time, there there is absolutely no excuse whatsoever for a center to get a false start penalty. He, remember he got yelled at by Trent Williams because he did it again this week. Uh-huh. He caused he Trent Williams to get a false start because he hiked it late. Yep, and it wasn't Trent Williams' fault. And Trent, Trent Williams just... yelled at him because he's a pro bowler and he's being made look stupid on national TV yep. by licorice. Yep. That was pretty funny, though, when he went over and yelled at him, like, dude, it was one count. Was That's like... what I want to see these guys do is hold each other accountable. Like in the Patriots game, they're helping dudes from the Patriots up off the field. It's like, no, hell no. Put your hand down there and be like, Yeah, And then Josh um, Licorice. I mean, how is that, if you're a quarterback, just in the back of your mind, you sh- with all the stuff you're looking at with the defenses, you know, like moving around and everything, and you're trying to figure out if you need to audible or whatnot, and then in the back of your mind, you're wondering if your center can actually hike you the ball. Like on the proper count and or where your hands are and not like off to your side or, or at the ground or over your head. I know, man. That's got to be like nerve-wracking. Like you should be able to take that for granted pretty much as a quarterback. Well, Garaputo de la Puenta needs to uh, step up his game in practice. Uh, did you hear anything about Garaputo this week? He's the backup. He's still backing up Licorice, huh? He's still backing up Licorice. They said that uh, uh, Licorice is going to start at center still. Uh Will Compton and Perry Riley are going to be the inside linebackers on Sunday. What's up with Keenan? Keenan is hurt. Oh, we'll he is limited end. by shoulder and neck injuries. We'll get to the injury report here in a minute. 
Yeah, because we haven't got time for the pain. Dude, how many sacks did the O line give up in like Moses and those guys? I remember one sack. <laughs> Do you know? I'm looking it up right here. But anyway, it seemed like I don't. I mean, a lot of it is the offense that we're running, where Kirk throws it pretty quickly. But some of it is, I mean, the run was giving him some more time. You know, and then play action. But he's not really running boots or anything. And, and yeah. the line's holding up pretty well. The line actually gave up three sacks in this game. Really? Surprisingly. I don't even remember that. I remember one. Yeah, I remember one. It may have been. One there was of, one. One of them might be one of those ones where you like run out of bounds a half step, you know, behind. Forehand, them. yeah. And there was one, I think, where Cousins was a, it was a coverage sack where he tried to just, he couldn't get the ball to anybody. Yeah, but for the most part, I felt like they did an all right job. I he wasn't so getting too. battered. Like, RG3 was getting battered all over the place in that preseason game. Right. So, oh, and dude, speaking of RG3, it was funny this week. They showed him on the bench just, like, eating some snacks. <laughs> yeah, like the first couple of games where he was inactive, he was, like, all engaged whenever there were the other quarterbacks were sitting down with Sean McVay, and they're all, like, looking on the on the flip chart, or I guess the tablets now. Wait, wait what's it called? The Surface. The, the Microsoft Surface. And they're all looking at that. He's all like engaged and watching. And now he's just kind of sitting off to the side, staring out towards the field, eating like sunflower seeds. Yeah, and he and just has a look on his face like, seriously, why am I even here? And then they had this one shot of him where he like actually tried to pay attention. And then like Sean McVay kind of like turned his shoulder and blocked <laughs> him out. <laughs> he did. Uh, and then he just like went back to eating his snack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting paid a lot of money to eat those snacks on the bench. I mean, there could be worse things to do than have you you sit on the bench at a National Football League game eating snacks and getting paid however many hundred thousands of dollars for that game, if uh -huh. not a million. Probably at least a half million, I would say. And he getting six million this year? So that's like almost a half million a game to sit there? Not even have to put on the uniform. He gets to wear sweatpants to work. <laughs> I know, right? And those stupid call to service or salute to service clothing that the NFL is, is trying to get out there for people to buy. Does any of that so, money actually go to the service members? It goes to like Wounded Warrior and I think Got Your Six. Oh, that's good at least. And a couple other things. Instead of them just like pocketing it as more revenue for the NFL. Yeah, I wonder how much of the revenue actually goes to those. It's probably like 10 cents a shirt or something. <laughs> After that whole debacle where it found out that they were charging the Department of Defense to do like flyovers and to, and the salute to service members. They stuff. were charging them to do flyovers. Yeah, the NFL gave back like tens of millions of dollars to the military. Oh, because it was basically the military advertising for themselves. Is that how they looked in, at it? In their opinion, yes. Dude, that's ridiculous. Instead uh, of just doing it, because it's you know. Oh my goodness, that's messed up. That's a demon. When is Roger right Goodell going to get fired, by the way? Seriously. <laughs> well, he doesn't have Kraft in his corner anymore after the whole deflate gate thing. Who's so, in his corner? The guy from the Giants, I bet Mara. The Maras are still in his corner. I guess the guy who owns the I guess the uh Steelers. I forget that. I forget the Fords their... or something, right? No, the no, Fords. Heinzes or something. Hines. <laughs> it's something similar. The Heinzes? You know, the I don't remember. It's, it's, a, ketchup. it's a it's an Irish name. I forget because one of the four brothers is the Irish ambassador or uh, ambassador to Ireland. Wait, no, the US right now. The Fords own the Lions, right? Yeah. The Heinzes own. 
the Irish Heinzes. <laughs> remember, like the that woman Heinz, like her husband, didn't he like run for president or something? I don't even remember. Heinz. Yeah, like some anyway, someone out there that's all political, not us, is like, dude, seriously, it's so and so, so and so. Uh, I don't know. This sounds like some bad script. <laughs> we're gonna say four. we're just gonna say that the Heinzes own the Steelers. <laughs> the Fords own the Lions. I think there's a conflict of interest somewhere in there because Kraft owns the Patriots and like, the Heinzes like own. Kraft cheese. Yeah, and then are they owned by the same company, Kraft and Heinz? Kraft and Heinz, like one of them bought the other just recently. Yeah, but you can own the same team, just not in the same city. I mean, can't you? Or can you only one own one NFL team? I think you can only own one NFL team. So Heinz's and Crafts are together now, is what you're saying. Something like that, yeah. Like they're the Heinz's and Crafts foods. Or maybe it's Hershey's that owns the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> no, then they change their uniforms to yellow and brown. Steakum owns the Eagles. Steakum. <laughs> <laughs> Get your real true steakum right here in Philadelphia. Dope, dope. Oh, man, the dogs are going ballistic down there. Hopefully that didn't make it on the podcast. I could hear it. Oh, it made it then. Ooh, let your dogs out. Um, Uh, Anyway, enough about the Heinzes and the Hershey's. Yeah. (laughs) Let's get back to the game here. Yeah. Where were we? What were we talking about? We're about to do the injury report, I think. Anyway, it was a great team effort. Cousins looked good in the third straight week. That's what I took out of it. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman looked good again. He was continuing to be a big pickup. Yeah. Rashad Ross made a dumb play. Yeah. I'm just summing up my thoughts of it. Perry Riley Jr. looked like he had a turnaround from the week before. The yeah. run defense still seemed kind of weak. Um, we only gave up two big plays, though, and then we clamped down with, out of nowhere, which I don't they never- understand. They didn't score in the second half. No, either. Yeah, I don't know. We clamped down. So the fact that we only gave up 14 points against one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. I mean, two weeks prior to that, Breeze tied the NFL record with seven touchdown passes. No, no, that was Eli, wasn't it? It was. No, Breeze had seven and Eli had six. Good Lord. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So and the Giants, remember, demolished us. So if we, yeah. if we, so we're obviously looking better. Yeah. In my, in my opinion. We're, we're, we're arcing up and let's hope that can continue this weekend. Cause we're going to need a lot. We're going to need to, uh, <laughs> we're going to need to be really good to beat the, uh, to beat the <laughs> kitty cats. Yeah. And I'd like to give a shout out to who is this that just tweeted us about this? Asked us if we were going to be at the stadium. Yeah. Let me Aaron's been banned. Yeah, I've been since 2009. <laughs> is that a lifetime ban, or does it expire? Um, or would they even know? I think at this point, could probably get away with it. It's been six years. As long as we don't sit next to the same people, because they'd probably remember you. Oh, it's Aaron Bumgarner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we won't be there. He said he's going to be there. Nice. So, uh... Yeah, he said that we can live vicariously through him and go ballistic <laughs> as Swaggy pushes through their O line. Sweet dude, nice. and hits Cam. I want to see I want to see Cam get sandwiched by pot Swaggy roast. and Pot Roast. Oh my goodness, it's like a reverse sandwich. <laughs> you got the meat on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that that 
that sandwich that they had at a KFC for a while where the bun was actually two chicken breasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw something when we were driving past Arby's that said reverse sandwich. And we're like, what is that? It has something to do with the Daily Show with Jon Stewart. So Josh would probably know. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I don't know. Anyway, all right. So let's go ahead and go into the injury report. Do you want me to play the music? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I haven't got room for the pain. I haven't the need for the pain. Not since I know you. Who said that, dude? Oh, man. I called it. All right. The injury report brought to you by Ridapu and, and Josh. Josh Allen through John Adams. All right. Well. Pot roast, pot. What? What the hell was I just saying? Pot roast um, <laughs> is questionable for the game. He's Why? still dealing with uh, he's still dealing with headache issues. They said with the cluster headaches. Oh, I th- I thought I read this morning that he played on or he went to the doctor on Thursday to see a specialist, but he practiced on Friday. Is that incorrect? yeah? They said he practiced on Friday, but he was limited just in case. Okay. Um, Keenan. Did they ever think that maybe the fact that he's so huge is causing him to have these headaches? It it could be. I mean, his heart might be just like really, really, really pumping hard, and maybe it's just causing the blood vessels to expand in his head because of the blood going through. I don't maybe know. Maybe he's eating a lot of salt. Maybe he's eating a lot of salt. Drinking too much Gatorade. That happened to me one time. Yeah. Back, when I, was, back when I was larger. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. True. Go ahead. True that. Um, so he's questionable, but I think he's going to play. He sounds like. Dude, I hope he plays. Keenan's out, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> Actually, both Mr. Robinsons. Actually, Keenan Robinson is questionable, but it looks like uh, Will Compton's going to start for him again. Uh, Trent? Trenton Robinson is out with a hamstring. Hmm. All right. I've read something about uh, D'Angelo Hall is going to split time at safety from here on out the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, they're going to have him playing some safety out there. I guess they kind of have to. And I think that I think that, that also shows that we're improving at a cornerback with some of these. I mean, most of our cornerbacks are really young. Yeah, and they haven't been like Daryl Pounds-like this year. Oh, my God. You know Darryl what I mean? It's, you don't see uh, like really horrible play from them. It's yeah. just kind of average. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, you know, some of these guys are only rookies or second-year players, most of them. I don't think have any more than three years of experience, or they're like long-time backups. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. Who so, else is injured? That seems to be the, uh, the the major stuff. So basically, most of our guys are healthy for the first time in a long time. It sounds like it. It sounds like D-Hall is pretty good, and they might list him as probable, but... I can't see anything other than, uh, you know, both Mr. Robinsons are are out. It looks like, like I like I said, it sounds like Keenum is questionable, but they I know they're starting Will Compton, not to be confused with Tom Compton. What's that phone ringing sound? Is that your phone? Did you hear it going? Boo. I heard it going. Boo, 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 boo. Oh, I didn't hear that. Anyway, um. Okay, well, that's good news because we're going up against the Panthers. <laughs> now, here's it's going to be an interesting test for um, for uh, Kirk Cousins and company because they have a pretty good defense. 
I think they're like third or fourth in the league in total defense. The Panthers. their defense is re- is quite good, and of course we know how good Cam can be. And he's one of those dudes like Tony Romo, where if he gets out of the pocket and starts scrambling, he has some kind of like make something happen. He's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. And, but on the other side, he's big, so he's hard to tackle when he's out there. That's the thing. He's a big, strong dude. He's like two hundred and fifty pounds, I think. Yeah. And he's tall. Isn't he like six five? He's huge. Six five, yeah. He's massive. He is. So he he's like a tight end. Yeah. So I mean, that's going to be an interesting test. All right. I mean, their defense against Kirk, and right. um, and then our and defense. Our defense against, Cam. against them. Yeah. And we'll okay. see how this if this team is really improved or if this thing against. The Saints was an anomaly. I mean, even if we lose, I think we're like eight and a half point underdogs. But even we'll just see by how they play. You know. Yeah. Well, we haven't won a game on the road yet this year, so that's that's another thing, a little monkey that we could get off our backs today or tomorrow. When was the last time we did win a game on the road? <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> that's a good question. Um. When was the last time we won a game on the road? I don't know. It had to be last year. And yeah, so I mean, <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, Carolina. There should there should should be some friendly fans in the stands in Carolina because that's still Redskins country. Yeah, you know, you got all these fair weathers that are suddenly showing up with number one jerseys. Yeah. Now that they have a good team for the first time. So there are going to be some fairweathers, but there's going to be some diehard Skins fans there. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see my cousin, Dell Jr., in the stands there. Dell? Dell Jr.? Mm-hmm. Dell was just here last week. What was Dell doing? Dell? Dell Jr.? Yeah. So anyway, um, all right, what else do we want to talk about, dude? Um, I guess we can go to the break and then jump into the uh, kicks and the games. All right, let's do that. So we'll get back to you right after this short commercial break. Really short. Short. And we'll go over the kicks in the game. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Are you back? We are back. All right, so um, we would just want to jump right into it. Um, yeah, you know we forgot to talk about transactions because there weren't any. It wasn't anything like huge. But why uh, don't you go ahead and talk about it real quick? Well, we cut some scrub from the practice squad and we picked up uh, Christine Michael, the running back. Cut. Christine. Yes, his name is Christine Michael. His first name is Christine. His last name is Michael. He's a running back who, and this is why I think we signed him, who played last with Dallas. When did he play with Dallas? This year. Oh, so he's like a spy. I think he's a spy. I think we signed him. He was with them for five games, and I think that uh, we picked him up as a spy. I wouldn't be surprised if we get through the first Dallas game and cut. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either if it's more like paying him for his knowledge, his inside. Yeah. Which happens more often than people think in the league. Like, most people don't pay attention to these little transactions like this. 
but we do here at Harry Art Football. Yeah, this is a total, total move to get some insider information. And, but uh, Dallas did that to us a couple years ago. I remember that. Just speaking of a random time. Oh, yeah. And the other transaction, who did we cut? Some guy. <laughs> he was a running back. I remember that. Some guy I'd never heard of. Okay. And some guy. Emmett <laughs> Master. You know this who? Guy. Master. <laughs> is he still on the squad, Houston? Master, yeah, Houston is still on there. Master Houston is still on the team. <laughs> he had a couple tackles in the game. I remember seeing him out there. I was like, there he is. He's a contributor. Yeah, he had no. He had he was uh, credited with one solo tackle, master. Way to go, master. Very nice. So, all right. If that's all the transactions, then that you know what it's time for. I think so. It's time for this week's kicking the balls award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Ritapu. Oh, my damn. So I already know who mine's going to. I've already um, alluded to it earlier in the podcast. Like, yeah. Right mine like, is going to Rashad Ross because, yeah. dude, seriously, get the ball and run forward. And why are you standing back at the end of the end zone when you know that the kicker kicking to you is the guy that was on your team for three years? Yeah, right? Why are you standing back in the end zone when Cobra Kai is the one kicking off? We all know the ball is not going to go out of the end zone, chances are it's going to go to, like, the goal line. The special teams coach, what's his name, Ben Kontwika? He couldn't tell you that. He worked with the guy for three years. He couldn't be like, all right, this guy kicks it to the... Yeah, I mean, come on. Dude, you guys need to get your stuff together. Kontwika. Oh, yeah, and I do think Rashad Ross is going to be cut next year. All right, next. John, you're up. You're up. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Man, there aren't that many people to give a kick to. I kind of want to give it to Licorice because of that stupid false start. Because just, I I just can never get over it when a center has a false start. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give it to him because he has a false start as a center in like the third game in a row, and he had, and he caused Silverback to have a false start, and it wasn't Silverback's fault. So I'll credit him with that as well. So mine goes to Licorice. All right, and Josh, Josh is going to give his to man. Kirk I had Cousins. one. I, I had one that was even better than that, but I'm not going to say it because that would be really just cool up. All right, so he's going to give his to Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins had a perfect passer rating, but he, he, perf- have, but he did have a few incompletions. He could. He did have a few, and, and Josh expects more from his quarterback. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's... and now the coveted. Ever elusive Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award. Uh, first, before we get into the Game Ball Award, I wanted to mention, I wanted to point out that I think I was pretty close on my um, prediction for this game against the Saints. I think you were. What was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. Josh wrote them all down, but of course he's not here. Right. But we'll find out and bring it. Well, up. Josh, that doesn't help us any, does it? Who said that, dude? <laughs> dude, didn't I call? This victory wasn't I pretty close to my prediction. I called it. No, you didn't. I called it. No, you didn't. I called it. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I called it. No, you didn't. Uh, I'm glad Josh has made an appearance this week. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe he's on his boat. 
I think he's traveling for business. He told me yesterday he had to go to this conference yeah. in Orlando, and he said it was the coolest conference ever, like a trade show. It uh-huh. was a trade show for people that like make roller coasters and amusement <laughs> park rides and like vendors that do all like the carnival food and stuff like that. So he said when you went into this trade show hall, it was like smelled like funnel cake. They had he said they had whole roller coasters set up in there. Oh my god. That you could ride and then buy one for your amusement park. <laughs> and they had like all the newest like glow in the dark churros and stuff like that to try. And they had a whole convention hall full of different bounce houses and stuff and haunted houses and stuff like that. Wow. He was like, it was so cool. And of course they had it at Orlando. Yeah, yeah. That's a good place for it. And it does sound kind of cool. So anyway, he's working. (laughs) That's what Josh does for a living, folks. Anyway, um, (laughs) back to the uh, Game Ball. Game Ball. Why don't you go first since... uh, Well, we're we're definitely going to give a collective Game Ball to Kirk Cousins, who had a perfect pass rating, four touchdowns. And then gave uh, held on to uh, the last ball from the game and gave it to his dad in the stands who was fighting cancer and was at the first game this year he was able to actually attend. That's awesome. So that was awesome. That was <laughs> It's like, well, Dad, if you're coming to one game this year, you came to the right one. He did come to the right one. Yeah, so that was really cool. I think his dad was wearing, like, the throwback number eight jersey. Sweet. Yeah, pretty cool. You mean the Mark Brunel one? No, 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 the one that's supposed to be all, like, 1937 style. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not the Ocho Stinko jersey. <laughs> so who's your personal game ball? My game ball. Oh, man. I was going to give one to somebody but i think josh is gonna have to give him well josh was gonna give him a kick in the ball no josh is gonna give him his game ball so i'm gonna give my game ball to i'm gonna give it to alfred morris because he was acting like he really was pissed off in this game he was running with like a chip on his shoulder for the first time this year and he got hurt and he came back in the game and nearly had 100 yards so i'm gonna give him my game ball yeah he had a strong game Amongst, um, I mean, it was. This is a crowded field this week for the game ball, but I'm gonna give mine to, to Mo, Alfred Morris. All right, I've got a game ball and a mini game ball. My game ball is gonna go to Perry <laughs> Riley Jr. because after we called him out last week, he came back and he had a few passes defended and an awesome interception down the sideline <laughs> against Drew Brees, who is no slouch. Right. So that's who my game ball is going to, for taking constructive criticism and using it to the best of his ability. Right. But my yeah. mini game ball, and a lot of people might disagree with this, but I got to give it to Deshaun Jackson for actually coming in and turning on the Jets and making a 50-yard catch to give us that deep threat back going forward. Mm-hmm, because like we've said, and you know, like a lot of people have said, once you have that one guy that's fast and he's healthy, just yeah. the fact that he may streak down the field is going to spread the defense out. Because the week before, remember, he was just kind of slow running down there. But and he was week, limping during the game. Yeah, this yeah. week he actually turned it up. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So that's who I'm giving mine to. And who's Josh giving his to? Josh is going to give his ball to, uh, his game ball to um, <laughs> um, the Chowder man, Crowder, for scoring his first uh, touchdown. As an NFL player, Jameson that's Crowder. Um, yeah, because Josh, I believe that's Josh has said dog. that that's his dog. That's my dog. 
That's and Josh is Josh. Josh, why are you giving him your game ball? Because That's he's from dog. Carolina, dude. Yeah, but he plays for Duke. You're a Carolina fan. Oh man. That's the conversation we would have had, and then he would have said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> like, dude, you can't root for guys from Duke like they play for your favorite college team. If your favorite college team is Carolina. His favorite college team is any college team in the triangle. <laughs> yeah, true. Unless it's Ohio State. He likes See, Ohio to... State, doesn't he? He says he does. Once he said he did. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went to school out Near, there at Westerberg, Westernville. So his game ball goes to, to Crowder, and that's a good one because he deserved a game ball for uh, scoring his first NFL touchdown. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player. We've said that ever since preseason. So. Yeah, and I mean, we've got to give shout-outs to Matt Jones, especially on that screen pass, his patience. Yeah, his patience getting around there, and then he turned it up. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, that was a great play. And there's other people we can give game balls to. The Golson for getting that, uh, for getting that pick six. Um, who was that? Yeah. Deshaun Goldston. There's a lot of people throwing good blocks. Goldson. Yeah. Even like receivers. Yeah, which is nice to see. Dude, even Deshaun Jackson threw a good block on that run by Jones. And isn't that rare? Yeah. You never see him block for anything. So that was good to see. The game was so good that Mason Foster had a a tackle. I don't know who he is still. I don't remember ever seeing this guy. He gets one tackle a game. I've never seen him on the field. Oh, dude! I just I just looked at this this web page and remembered this, and I have to bring it up. We cannot oh, no. get out of the podcast. Do you remember <laughs> how angry I was at the end of the first half with the clock management? Yeah, dude. That that uh, yeah. So you have like forty get... seconds left, and instead of calling it in a first down at like the twenty something, instead of calling a timeout and running up there and having like three three or four plays or running up there and spiking the ball, having a run up and spike the ball play already scripted. They wasted like everyone 20 seconds. Know. And then they called timeout after wasting all that time. Didn't they? Dude, I don't remember, but it, what it came down to is we only had like one or two plays where we would have had like four. If they would have either a called a timeout immediately or B Either. run up to the line and down and like spiked it and spiked the ball, which should be, you know, it should be a play C. Everyone run up there and, and get in line and you know hike the ball and spike it. It, it should Kirk be Cousins something just, that you just have. Goes, Go, run, spike. We're spiking it. Like Run up there. Tell them while you're running up there. Get up here. We're spiking it. And they were all lackadaisical, just like wandering up to the line. And yeah, that, that once again, another example of Barf having terrible, terrible clock management at the end of a half. Yeah, I remember saying, again. I was like, I was like, all right. If we, because we ended up with three where we probably could have had seven, and I was like, all right, if we lose this game by like one point <laughs> or two points <laughs> or three points, yeah, then Barf needs to be fired because that was just horrible. Anyway, I had to bring it up because that was and one he's of not the worst things that happened in the game. That's what's what's frustrating is he's not getting better about figuring that stuff out. His clock management is atrocious. Dude, I love in this article by uh, who is it? Scott Allen. I think so, yeah. Where he has he does like the best and worst for the post. And at the end it says Daryl Young carried three times on handoffs from backup quarterback Colt McCoy. That's better than victory formation. <laughs> Darrell. Yeah. Darrell. Yep. Uh uh-uh, uh, Darrell. <laughs> yeah. Someone tweeted it. 
Someone tweeted <laughs> about that. It was like fullback Colt McCoy under center and fullback Daryl Young in the backfield. Y'all can go home now. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> oh, did, did you hear about the thing where Pierre Garcon found 15 bucks in the huddle? Like yeah, the what is that about? <laughs> what is that? Was someone trying to pay off the refs? I know, right? And and the ref that had it fall out is like, man, I hope they didn't catch that on on on. You know, maybe it was that Cooks guy paying off the refs because he was the only 15 guy who bucks on the field. On the field, and it wasn't like a windy day that it fell out of someone's pocket and blew on the field. It was like in the huddle, in the middle of the field. Yeah, they like Why found fifteen, have 15 bucks, bucks and like picked it up and took it and put it in their sock or whatever. Were they were were like did someone on one of the teams were they having like a like I bet you on this play you're not going to be able to get a first down and then they're like ah oh, I got the first down you owe me fifteen bucks and he hands it to him like out of his sock like in the huddle I, I how does that happen Yeah, I don't know. It said that Matt Jones said he spotted it next to Garcon's feet and got it got five dollars out of the deal <laughs> the finder's fee. Like was he like hey dude you dropped some money. Yeah, right. And everyone, I bet everyone, if the people in the huddle lo- all looked, I would hope. They're like, what? Yeah. And he was like, here, man, you have five bucks out of it. Here you go, dude. However, oh, if dude. it was me, and you uh-huh. said that it wasn't yours, wouldn't it all the money? Shouldn't it all went to Jones? Why does it matter if it's next to Garcon? I think both of them are making enough money that they're not going to argue about it. About 15 bucks. <laughs> or 10 bucks. Well, in that case, I would Split give it all. 10 five. He's like, yeah. dude. Give me that five. I'm the one that saw it. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was, it was someone was like, you know, things are going well when you find money on the ground. Maybe that was the play at that they, that we were just talking about right before halftime where they were just like lackadaisically walking up to the line and not, not doing anything that they were supposed to do. Maybe they were all like counting their money. Yeah. Oh, and dude, the dude that we cut from the practice squad who I've never heard of as a football player, but I have heard of as a football coach is Mac Brown. Mac Brown, the Texas dude, he came back as a football he, player? Yeah, I thought he was pretty old for that, but uh, apparently. Apparently, because he got cut. Yeah. Anyway, does that about wrap it up? I think so. Do we have anything else we want to mention from all that? No. Oh, suspensions. All right, uh, go ahead and play the suspensions. Suspensions. Silas Red, remember him? He's been suspended four games for sus- substance abuse violation. Um, and he's on injured reserve this year. There's no word that he's actually going to be, whether he will be able to serve it this year, like Junior Galette is able to serve his two-game ban for basically for uh, domestic violence. How can he serve his? How can he serve it if he's on an IR? Yeah, they're letting Galette do the same thing on IR. They just won't get paid for those two weeks for Galette, four weeks for Silas. Galette could actually be a good pickup when he's healthy next year. Yeah, if he's not stupid. Yeah, he could be. Especially for the league minimum. Yeah, anyway, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow versus Carolina. Hopefully we can uh, pull out a victory. Have ourselves a Cam Newton sandwich. Swaggy and pot roast. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Um, Remember, hail to the Redskins. If you see a Cowboys fan... Know what to do. Joker! This Brian didn't even try for that bad. <laughs>